Well, what I've done in the past is, is uh, you know, we've, segment, we've segmented our, our uh, clients based on ARR, right? You have the high dollar amounts, which gets the high touch uh, engagement model, which includes, you know, quarterly business reviews, uh, on site, um, you know, also a, a more or less a dedicated CSM where, where they can hold weekly meetings. Quite a few of the high touch CSMs had weekly meetings with their clients to manage the project. Basically they were kind of a project manager more, uh, more so if you kind of thought of it, or we could think of them that way. Um, they wanted to make sure the, the, uh, service engagement was moving forward and uh, helped uh, get the customer, capture the customer voice and communicate that back to development, help coordinate meetings, all that stuff. That was a high touch CSM. Where a medium touch, um, they would have their QBRs, uh, probably, well, it wouldn't be a QBR, business reviews, um, twice a year, the the CSM would, would uh, help in escalating issues, but wouldn't really engage. I mean, they would capture the user customer voice and stuff, but they wouldn't, uh, uh, I guess, have that uh, pushiness with them, so to speak, I guess, is where it wasn't a weekly engagement with our medium touch customers, unless they were going through some some hard times, right? So so depending on how difficult the situation is or or the uh, level of visibility within the company would, would come or put more time in there, but just on a day-to-day type thing, they weren't engaged as much with a customer. And of course, our tech touch was oh, the one-to-many approach with digital uh, uh, communication, you know, connections to community articles or, or knowledge-based articles or something like that that was somewhat driven by their usage, that type of thing. So there, our engagement models differed based on how we segmented the clients, and that seemed to be very scalable, and uh, use the team members optimally. So you, so just to uh, reiterate back to you, Scott, too. So you thought about, you know, um, we'll say tier one, tier two, tier three, based on kind of uh, or enterprise, mid market, SMB, right? Based on kind of the ARR, and then you essentially just said enterprise gets high touch, you know, mid market gets mid touch, and SMB gets tech touch. Like it was, so you very much linked your engagement model with your segmentation. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, does anybody do anything different? Have they looked at approaching um, them separately or try and, uh, you know, deviate from just kind of aligning those two at the same level? So, well, uh, we, we, oh, we to kind of, yeah. Uh, so in high touch, we had a different approach. Uh, we had something called as account, logo accounts, strategic accounts, and revenue accounts. Logo accounts were big logo accounts, which were important for the sales team to win more accounts. Even if the revenue was low, we tried to kind of give them really, really good treatment uh, so that, you know, these logos can be our references. Strategic accounts would be any account which would give us really interesting product feedback or they are a new account, uh, you know, in a new geography so that whenever we are kind of winning another account, it was important to have a reference. So we treated these accounts, uh, you know, in a different way. And then there were the high revenue accounts, which were, you know, very, very critical, get the best treatment in terms of having an individual CSM, uh, QBRs, uh, in-person meetings, 
direct access to the leadership as well in terms of escalations and high priority of you know turnover time in terms of getting back to them as well so this was just you know a segmentation within the high touch model uh, high touch customer model itself Got it. Okay. That's interesting. So you looked at breaking down high touch into kind of micro segments or sub segments, and then each of them had an engagement model specific to the outcome. So logos had something slightly different than strategic, which had something slightly different than geographic, which had slightly different than high revenue. Um, Yeah. Cool. So that's a little different than what Scott was talking about doing the kind of micro segmenting and looking at engagement models broken down by that way. Uh, I think Anna, you were chiming in, I think at one point, did you have anything? Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of similar to what Scott was talking about, but slightly nuanced where our initial cutoff is based off of AR in terms of whether they get a CSM or not. But then within that bucket, it's really more differentiated based on um, kind of a combination of revenue, their need um, and their opportunity. So we have like the protect, invest, nurture buckets that um, that are kind of an additional layer on top of revenue. Um, that help determine some of the engagement models in terms of, you know, do they get a monthly health check on top of their business reviews um, and things of that nature. So still revenue is the highest, uh, or I would say like the the heaviest weight, um, but there is then some nuance amongst those that are ultimately assigned a CSM based on some other of those categories. And then it sounds like to Anna, just to go down that path a little bit further too, it sounds like you think about uh, you don't necessarily change activities based on different engagement models. It just changes the cadence or changes the way it's delivered. So for instance, if you said yeah. there's a business review, you know, in high touch, it's in person or in person, if that was a thing, um, or it's like, you know, led by a CSM or there's multiple people there. But as you move down, a business yeah. review might mean a monthly report that we send them that is very digital. It sounds like, so you keep similar activities, but just change the the delivery method and the cadence as you kind of move down the engagement model. Yeah, that's correct. Cool. Um, Matt, I think you've got your hand raised. What, are, what are you, is your thought here about engagement model and segmentation? We we went down a slightly different path um, quite early in the in the conversation, and really it was questioning and challenging why we have an engagement model and why we segment. And I think I referenced a a, a guy called Dave Jackson, who some of you may know, and, and Dave's very outspoken. Um, and one of his views around kind of segmentation engagement is we do it for the wrong reason we do it for our own selfish benefit um and if we really think about it we maybe should look at segmenting and modeling our engagements around our customers needs um and don't get me wrong i i don't do that i haven't done it um but we i think we need to start thinking about that more and more for all of the things we do, how do we do it for our customers' needs and benefits? Just because they're the highest spending and what we class to be the highest importance doesn't necessarily mean they want a dedicated CSM that goes and purchases on the end of their desk four days a week when we could go and see customers. So I think we've got to think about it slightly differently than the way we have been doing it. Um, It's not easy. Um, and that changes things that are probably deeply ingrained in some of our CS organizations and some of our own minds for many years now. But I do think it is time that we probably looked at it slightly differently now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the the interesting part, right, is when you think about segmentation and engagement model, people, uh, I think, mainly associate them together, right? High touch is an enterprise type customer, uh, which I think, you know, 
has been true, or you can say it's necessarily true because they're used to that type of experience. But I also think that there should probably be differences and flexibilities in those, right? There should be ways that we can kind of move customers to where they need to be. Um, maybe just to give an example, I think of the path that you were going down, Matt, just to, this isn't necessarily like a big example, but one thing that we're trying to do here um, at Higher Logic, you know, um, we have a community product. And what we've tried to do recently is actually start breaking down. We have a primary and a secondary use case um, or primary outcome and secondary outcome that they're trying to achieve. And um, one effort that we're trying to do over the next month or so is actually hold sessions like this, kind of a, a workshop style peer-to-peer session. But what we're actually trying to do is invite people who have the same primary outcome to those meetings. And so we're trying to break the meetings into, hey, you might be different size organizations or different stages, but you're all trying to achieve the same outcome. We think you can you can learn something from one another. So we're trying to, I know it's not to the extent you were talking about, Matt, of kind of changing everything, but for us, I think it's going to be a really nice exercise to see, you know, do these people share a lot if we bring together if we bring them together and say hey you're trying to achieve the same thing is there really a lot of shared knowledge or peer-to-peer discussion that's happening is that the right way to kind of lead that type of session that's kind of one way that we're thinking about doing it right now yeah i think there's i think that's a really good way we did we did some good stuff like that when i was at autodesk the other thing that we considered was was maturity um and how you choose to measure maturity within your your user base or your customers um that that's another way that that maybe um a different way to think about it. Yeah. I think, I think what would be, sorry, I can't, my hand raised thing is not visible. So, um, but I think it's interesting too, with what you were saying, Matt, it just made my brain think about like the, the possibility of having customers as like ingrained as part of their like monthly service fee or as part of their contract, like the paid for CS model. Right. Because if you have a really small customer that does want a lot more engagement or, once that robust account analysis, unfortunately for myself, and I feel like probably for a lot of others, as a business, I, I can only have so many CSMs and there's things that I'm accountable for as a leader that I have to deliver on in terms of revenue retention and things like that. But what we've been exploring and, and talking about um, within Avid is, okay, if a customer wants to wants to pay for that, like if it's important to them and they care about it and they're willing to shell out a little bit of extra money to help cover the cost of me needing more CSMs in order to staff for that need. Um, like we've started talking about what are the different levels and, and how do we tier differently if we were to do it a little bit more based on what the customer was actually asking for um, and wanting as opposed to just what we were trying to achieve as a business. So it's just very interesting because we've just been talking about that, but talking about it from the lens of a paid for CS model um, specifically. We did some research uh, on that um, at Autodesk, funny enough, a, a few years ago, where um, at Autodesk, customer success was a paid engagement or part of a paid engagement, but there were customers that didn't necessarily want the entire engagement that they were paying for. So how did you make it almost modular? So you might have a menu of eight things that would be part of the CSM offering or portfolio or toolkit and say, actually, do you know what? I want quarterly health checks, if that's something that you may offer. But actually business reviews, yeah, you say they're great, but for me, they're not. I only want one a year, so I don't want the four. And you start picking and choosing what you deliver and see if that is something that can be can be scaled and can be financed yeah. both internally and, and if your customers are willing to, to pay for. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we're that's what we're exploring right now, actually. 
even looking at it like that too, Matt, even just packaging those up into three different tiers, right. And saying, Hey, here's kind of the slim tier of, you know, if you want one QBR and you want this, but that way, cause I think the challenge, right. If you give somebody a Chinese menu is then you have to go deliver against it and it hurts our effectiveness or efficiency internally, because we now are, switching costs is high for us essentially. So even thinking about, can you go, you know, to your customers and say, Hey, are these, are these packages appetizing enough? You know, do, do these make sense? Kind of what we're including, what we're not including um, to even start seeing if you could build out, you know, a more repeatable model as well. Uh, Josh, you've got your hand raised. What's yeah, your sure. So I, I put my comment in, uh, you know, uh, in the chat about uh, figuring out which cattle to treat temporarily as a pet based upon their current or potential size. And in doing that, one of the things is even while they are a um, in the pet phase, um, even in a high touch environment where you might pet that cattle more, um, is looking at product led growth. And having a lot of focus on usability because if you're even when you're training the trainer or however you're going across that enterprise you're going to have to go and engage in subsequent trainings changes in uh, desired outcome um, and uh, other use cases and as much as you can soften the earth and allow the uh, the person to self-serve um, with some or hopefully no um, coaching then uh, everybody benefits because the, the reason that people use the tools is not to become more proficient at using the tool. It's to get that value, uh, go home uh, on time uh, or whatever it is that they're personally seeking inside of their, uh, their job hall. Yeah. I think that's a really good point too. I think one of the things that um, I think one of the interesting points maybe that I, I've started to see, right. Is how, um, Tech touch used to be thought of as a segment, but now it's really starting to become something that's holistic, right? It needs to be applied across all customers. And we need to think about unifying experiences across these technologies that we're giving our customers in terms of self-service. You know, in the past, it was we could get away with a knowledge base that's separate from academy. That's all very, you know, we just kind of piecemeal it together. But now it has to be a unified experience. And that needs to be across the board. It can't just be we thought, you know, we think of the lower third of our customers as just getting a tech touch strategy. Um, Kristen, you've got your hand raised. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that it's really important to understand where your customers are going in the space that you serve, right? Like it's not just your tool, but it's how they use your tool to do a bigger job, what Josh was referring to. And that in every place that I've worked, I've always had use cases be the basis for how we service our customers. Um, along with the value of the customer, but always the use case, always based on what the customer is actually doing and understanding their maturity at how they're doing so that you have a different type of ROI, right? Like you're not just saying, yay, your product, your product usage has gone up by 50%, but your product usage has gone up by 50%, which has indicated X KPI, which is related to your outcome based KPIs and has changed the growth of your needs as a company, like your business outcomes, right? Like making that connection is huge. Yeah. And then segmenting how you get people to those points is based on their use cases and the complexity of their use cases. 
Yeah, I think maybe to, to pull on that thread a little bit too, I think one of the, the things that, um, especially from our consulting days over the last number of years, I think one of the things that we also noticed is that there's a propensity to always talk about our tool or our, the, you know, what they purchased from us. And I think, you know, like what you, Josh hit on and what you hit on, right, is our tool is only 10% of their day, 20% of their day, 30% of their day. So yes, we need to make sure that we've, um, that they're getting the value and that we're um, kind of evoking, hey, you are getting this value from the tool. But I think the CSMs that I've seen that are great always can unlock the other 70% of that person's job to help them. Hey, how do you connect this to other projects you're working on or other departments? How do you, how do you, you know, what's happening in the market that you can go talk about, you know, in relation to our product or your product? Uh, so I think, that's the other thing that you that comes across a lot is thinking about how to enable your teams to go um, build the relationship to do the 70% because I think the 30% is kind of table stakes. It has to get done. So how do we get our teams to think about that the other part that um, the customers need as well? Um, oh, Philip, you've got your hand raised. Sorry. Uh, go for hey, it. No worries. I've uh, been trying to figure out what happened, what changed my Zoom. Um, so like, like everyone, like a lot of people have been saying, we actually started off with the segmentation uh, and uh, we actually were uh, very surprised that as we built out that that uh, lower engagement model where or tech touch is what people are calling it, but we were doing things like office hours, things that were one-to-many approaches. Um, we found out that a lot of these larger customers that we were putting in these high touch situations were actually utilizing the the same uh, strategies that we were using for the the um, the lower toucher uh, engagements. And so, um, if you find the right things that work, it seem it it starts to merge everything together. There's always going to be um, obviously you need to make sure that they're getting the outcomes that they're looking for, but. Uh, we, I mean, we had these large customers that were coming to our office hours that we had uh, originally set up for these um, uh, smaller customers, and it and it actually really um, helped with their adoption as well and and hitting their goals. So, um, I, I liked one of the things that somebody else was saying. I can't remember who it was about. Um, getting customers together that have similar outcomes that they're looking to to build towards and. Um, you know, I, I think that all can kind of be put together so that uh, we we can still build uh, build those uh, outcome based uh, groups together, but um, and help to lower our our uh, our need to be holding the customer's hand at every single second. So, yeah, I think the. Um the thing that comes to mind too, like what you mentioned, right, is is thinking about. Uh, I also think that um, there are opportunities to leverage some of the digital channels that we have to still execute on some of these things. So if we do a, a business review, how do we, you know, enable that through technology uh, that makes it easy that we can engage the customer and get that type of activity done? Um, and you know, trying to make sure that we're segmenting based off of use cases, like Kristen mentioned and Matt, you know, trying to think about the customer lens first rather than our internal lens. Um, this is, I'll share an example. I'm all, you know, I'm never really shy or bashful. This is not, this is a work in progress, but I'll just share it for like 30 seconds so you guys can see. But this is a project that uh, I've been working on here. This isn't necessarily our customer engagement model, so to speak. But um, what we're trying to do is just map out what are the types of engagements that we're having with customers. If you read this as a customer, how do we know them? How do we empower them? 
know me, empower me, connect me, lead me, amplify me. Um, amplify has to be worked. I need to, I need to, if anybody has a synonym for that, you know, think about it. Um, I'll send this out too. If it's, if people are curious, uh, you can take a screenshot. I don't, I don't really care if you want to steal my work. Uh, it's not really mine. I've, I've stolen it from other, I've uh, meshed parts together, but this is just a, an initial way that we're trying to at least outline here are the core activities that we know can happen with customers across some of these channels. Um, and then underneath this, what we're going to have our program. So for instance, like if you were to look at, Hey, what happens for that product node at the bottom where it says, know me, you know, now we've got three programs or four programs that we're running underneath that product node um, that are consistent programs, you know, which tiers get this, um, you know, which tiers of customers get this, how do we deliver it? What are some of the underlying pieces? But this is just one way that we're trying to go um, kind of expand or get some clarity around um, how we're thinking about our engagement model. So um, again, not really broken into high, high touch, low touch, mid touch yet, but just more, what are the types of activities that we want to be happening? So, um, you know, if that's helpful, it gives you ideas. I'm always happy to share um, and kind of lend it out, but that's just one way that we've, we've started looking at it here recently. Um, actually, and on that question, I know we've only got probably eight, eight minutes or so um, that, you know, we have left. I know, uh, Scott, you had mentioned, you know, kind of a, a couple of key activities that you have, you know, I think we've thrown out words like health check or business review, um, but are there things that you all now, you know, have, have figured out that your customers enjoy about some of these, if, you know, if we have a high touch engagement or mid touch or low touch, whichever one it is, are you identifying? or have you identified certain activities that customers really value? Is it, is it the EBR? Is it, you know, scheduled reporting, office hours types events? Like, are there any ideas that you can throw out now about, you know, what you find to work with your customers and what kind of sticks out? If anybody has any, just, just start throwing them out here in the last couple of minutes. It'd be fun to um, kind of talk about this. Yeah, I've found customers like uh, QBRs. Um, they also like... Uh, the community, having a community to go to so they can self-serve. Um, they like to have, uh, um, golly darn. Um, I mean, really based on personality, uh, they, they, they like various things. So those are the two things that's coming up right now. I've noticed that working sessions are super, super effective. So we spend like the first 15, 20 minutes like training on how to think about a particular topic or use case. And then we say, this is how you use the tool to do this. Okay, now let's find your particular use case and we're gonna sit together and do the thing, right? They love it when we just are with them holding their hand in that session. So we've actually built working sessions into all of the packages that we give our customers based on their tier, right? So they love those. People need connections so badly, especially with COVID. Yeah. Super effective. Yeah, we've we've found uh, that is like the, what you just hit on, we're trying to go do that in a little bit of a bigger session. We're trying to get kind of a five to 10 customers into a, they all have the same use case and hopefully we can go to kind of drive a similar thing. But I like that. And I like the way um, you kind of outlined it. Um, Janae, hopefully it's Janae. Is it? It is. Yeah, thank okay. you. I wanted to add both to your thought, Jeff, and Kristen's thought about that 70% of the time, right? I think those working sessions afford you the ability to share your insights and trends and what you might be seeing outside of their own business. And so those are the areas that I feel like our clients were most interested in learning about um, because everybody wants to know what the Joneses are doing, right? Um, and so as you have the conversations, yes, you can apply it to the way they're 
reporting looks and, and, you know, what have you. But I think that some of the 70% space and, and the value that the CSMs bring to the conversations and what the customers most want is other people's information, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they want you to analyze it for them. And they want you to tell them like how it applies or how it different, how it varies. Um, because to the point of only having 10% or 20% of their time um, in the day, you've just condensed that even greater by telling them what you see from it, because we are the experts with our tools. Um, they are not. And so anything that you can do that reduces my workload, um, but enables me to do my job better is absolutely what I want to hear about. And so that's why, again, I, if I don't have to learn the tool, cause you're going to do it for me, or you're going to just tell me the shortcuts, those are the things I, I think that provide the most value when you interact with your, with your clients. Yeah, I think that that makes a ton of sense. We, um, similar, you know, we have an office hour session that we've started leading with our customers on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that we found as well is that they just enjoy that connection, like Kristen mentioned, like just hearing other people, just hearing, hey, I'm struggling with this, like on a call with 50 other people and like being able to talk about it um, has been really impactful. The other thing that we've tried to do slightly, I think in the same vein, Kristen, but it's certainly not as in depth as we try and take the first five to 10 minutes of a session to teach them something new or teach them something about the product. And, in those office hour settings, we kind of have a broad group. So it's not necessarily targeted to a specific industry or use case. It's a little bit more broad, but customers still have really enjoyed it. We'll, we'll, we'll have our a subject matter expert come in. Like today, we have a, a session later for, uh, we have a marketing automation product and we have a session later. Our content leader here at Higher Logic is actually coming in to talk about the, the value of SEO. And so we're going to, do five to 10 minutes of kind of a, a session about one specific thing they can do. And then the rest is really, how do you, you know, open for discussion? How do we bring some questions up, but bringing product ex or bringing experts in from our team has been a really valuable exercise because even though SEO probably doesn't have the most to do about our product, um, it still is one, maybe one component. And it's just really nice to bring in somebody else. Last week, we had somebody from design, our design team come in and they talked about great designs that they were doing and how they did that. And so things like that have just been really valuable to pull in different people from the organization who might not necessarily sit in front of a customer all the time um, and shows expansion of our team um, and people who are here. So awesome. Next week, uh, next week was about how do you coordinate activities internally? Sorry, you've got multiple teams. Anna's over here just laughing up a fit. Um, you have multiple teams trying to engage the customer, whether it's, you know, uh, professional services, support, customer success. Um, so how are you coordinating activities internally to make sure that we're not kind of overstepping or we're both reaching out to a customer at the same time? We have customer marketing, we have marketing emails going out, but how are you coordinating some of those activities when you think about customer engagement? So that's the big topic for next week that we'll talk through. Uh, then the third week is metrics. And then the fourth week is kind of an open Q&A. So good to see everybody. Appreciate all the dialogue and uh, we'll see you all again here soon. Hope you have a great weekend. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.